0: everyone, welcome to episode 10. I hope you enjoy your previous episode on episode 9 about joint cracking. So today we're going to be talking about BMI. Alright, so today we've got uh, Jeremy and Hello. Rachel in the house. We're going to be discussing this topic. So if you're interested, what BMI actually means, the short form is body mass index. So we're going to let Jeremy open with this and like, let him introduce to you what BMI is and probably talk about it
1: with regards to like how it has affected you, maybe in the context of it. All right. So most of the time in Singapore, BMI is used as a surefire way to dim how fit you are. Um, actually, it's just a formula. It is weight over weight in kg over height meter square. So if you actually put your statistics in this formula, what you will get is a number. So in Singapore over here, Um, how companies and how places derive how fit you are is from this number. If you're above 25, you're deemed unfit and seriously obese. And if you're below 18, you're considered very fit. And if you're below 15, you're considered underweight. So actually, if you think about it, in my context, being in the fitness industry, we have very fit people coming in saying, oh, look, uh, the BMI says that I'm slightly overweight. But when you look at them, right, they look really, really fit. That is because mostly... Muscles are heavier than fat, so in that case, in my industry, I don't think BMI is actually a very, very accurate reading. Alrighty,
0: um, we've got with regards to Rachel, okay? Because like, let's look at a let's look at it from a point of view from a female, like in a perspective of like you know the industry, like the way everybody seems to wanna like categorize females in certain ways, and of course like how you look ex- aesthetically versus a guy normally, we would, I don't know. In the perspective, like, like, how do I put this out there? It's like. Right, let
2: me just. Let me, okay, from a guy's perspective, BMI is more about how fit you are or how uh, strong you are, something like that. But for, in a female sense, to us, BMI is used to categorize how skinny you are. So, airlines, I won't name which, they actually use BMI as a cutoff to decide whether you can take on the role. As an air stewardess or air steward, so I find it quite ridiculous to have such a cut off because this thing actually, what did I say? Um, kill the dreams of people who actually want to be an air steward or air stewardess, but are actually just born with high BMI. Because let's not forget, bones also weigh, well, weigh quite amount, weigh, weigh quite a large amount, so it can affect your weight as and well. And if
0: they're actually working out in the gym and stuff, and you actually got more muscle mass, it's also going to affect your BMI, right?
2: Yes, definitely And also that uh, I also like to mention that for Asians in general Our BMI is actually cut off at 23.5 Because as compared Okay, so let's see A 70kg Asian man And a 70kg Caucasian man The Asian man will have a higher fat percentage Than the uh, Caucasian man So that being said Our weight should actually be lower Than this Caucasian man And that's why Asians cut off actually 23.5 So I think that makes quite a lot of difference And how uh, Singapore's health, uh, Singapore's health promotion board actually defines whether you are overweight or not on this 23.5. But actually, there are companies that actually use 25 in the cutoff as the cutoff instead. So that's quite a discrepancy here. So what are we going for? Are we going for 23.5 or 25? Because it affects a lot of people when you say that they are overweight because they don't hit the BMI, and it's just a number, honestly, to me.
0: And another thing about what you mentioned about the, the cutoffs and all that, right? So let's say if you compare a 23.5 and a 25, right? It's already a very big difference. And on top of that, we're also looking at it from the perspective of like an Asian versus a Caucasian, right? So that measurement of 23.5 is also ver- measured based on the sedentary individual, not an active individual. Right. So an active individual will also have a different BMI versus a sedentary person. Right? So how can we actually use BMI? We can
1: I, I I don't think that's why at the start of the podcast I, I mentioned that personally I don't feel BMI is a surefire way for a lot of things in, in especially in the fitness industry. Say for example, if you're a bodybuilder, right? You have a very low amount of body fat, you have a very high amount of muscle. You could easily be at say 175 and have a weight of 100 kilos that will put your bmi easily above 23.5 so does that mean that you're unfit no no definitely not so the more accurate reading would actually be looking at the amount of fat percent you have coupled with a fitness test and see how well you do in a couple of exercises and that is why i feel that should be the way to actually define how fit you actually are
0: And right now, based on what we know as well, like even the national service currently until this day, we are still using the BMI right to measure whether you're obese or not. Whether you need to serve the extra few months in-camp.
1: Yes, we are still using the BMI. In Mindev, they are still using the BMI to actually um, justify whether you are obese, slightly obese or fit. So there are times where I have friends who actually get into the obese category, but they are really, really fit. And they have a lot, a lot of muscles. So maybe they have a thin layer of fat. And when they go into this obese category, they go through all the exercises like it's nothing.
0: Because like they're actually quite fit already. And like I do know that some of them, we do have like some national athletes that sometimes fall into the obese category because they're actually working out a lot. And the thing is, your weight is definitely way heavier than your height as comparisons. And then... That pushes you all the way to the obese category, and yep. then we just wing it all the way through because, like, we've got no issues at all whatsoever. Yep. Right. So, based on the signs, actually, what we all know is that we the the gold standard is actually fat percentage, right? Yes. Which will actually determine whether or not you're really uh, overweight or not. Yep. Right. Okay, who wants to explain this?
2: Okay, here it's me again. <laughs> so, actually, to measure fat percentage, the one of the okay, I wouldn't say fat percentage But to measure the amount of fat It's actually skinful So But the thing about skinfold Is very tricky If you're not um, What do I say Professional in using it Just grabbing it wrongly Could actually affect The reading So Let's take that out of the picture Let's remove skinfold. Let's talk about Hydrostatic hy- Hydrostatic weighing So in this uh, weighing, the idea is to submerge the individual into underwater, into water and then whatever the amount of water that is displaced is equivalent to the amount of fat that the person has. <clears throat> so if the person uh, floats more, which means he has more fat, more water will be uh, less water will be displaced. So the heavier you are, the more you will sink into the water because of your fat. So uh, that being said, Actually, this hydrostatic weighing is actually quite expensive. So if you want to cut to a lower, a more cost-effective method for, like, for example, schools, probably instead of weighing the, on top of weighing the BMI, you can add in uh, measuring the waist circumference as well. So because if you have lower fat percentage, you will have a smaller waist circumference
0: so the, the efficient way that actually organizations have like a lot of people to actually go through this kind of testing, we can actually do the hip waist ratio measurement, which I think most people should be educated on. And most of them should already know how to do it. All right? So normally we look at it. If you are one to one, you're safe. If you're anything lower than the one, you're definitely safe. And then it goes up to a certain ratio where once you've gone beyond a certain ratio, you're already categorized as overweight or obese and whatsoever. So moving on. What else is there?
2: Body shaping.
0: Yeah. So this is where I come and talk about stuff now. So in my experience, like I'm a personal trainer myself. I mean, you can go to my Instagram pics, go look at all my photos and stuff. I get it that not all personal trainers are like, you know, decked out and looking awesome all the time. Like, we don't have six packs all day all night because I don't find a need to have the all day all night six packs. The only six packs I'm going to drink is the beer that's in the fridge. But the thing is, I don't drink beer either, but my body is made this way and the thing is I I don't know, for me in my perspective, there's no point in me wanting to lose this entire body weight around my, my waist area because there's no point in it. I'm not a competing athlete. I'm not a national athlete. I'm just here imparting knowledge to another client to help them improve their standard of living or their, their goals that they are seeking. So, For me, there is really no point in wanting to judge someone based on like how they look on the outside. And the thing is, how you look on the outside might not determine how you are on the inside. So even if your BMI tells you that you're actually healthy, inside it might be a different story altogether. You might be already suffering from like I don't know high cholesterol or certain different you know uh, physiological stuff which you totally have no idea about. But you stand in front of a mirror and say, "Wow, I look I look awesome, and I'm under the, and I'm way I'm good." In the BMI range. So, like for this, like body shaming as well, we look at it not only in a fat perspective, but in a thin perspective when you look at models at the same time. Like, why do all of them go through different issues like uh, anorexia, bulimia, and stuff like this? Rachel?
2: Can I also add in one of the quotes from Ellen Generous? It was talking about actually the brand Abercrombie and Fish Abercrombie and Fish See, I don't even shop there Okay, so she was saying Why do you want to be a size zero? Zero is nothing So why do you want to be nothing? What is the obsession with being size zero? Just be healthy That's all I can ask for for females especially
1: Jeremy, any last words? Yes, about the topic of body shaming Many of us feel that we have a template to fit into For guys, we go to the movies We see Marvel superheroes And then we aspire to be one of them How many guys I've seen Asking me if they can transform Like how Chris Evans transformed to Captain America It's similar
2: to females who wants to be models Like they see models and they just I want to be as skinny as her And then they try to lose weight to look like a model
1: Yep, it's exactly the same. For So for guys, what they want to do, they want to have that superhero physique. They want to be like celebrities that they see in the movies, which is half the time, you need a lot, a lot of hard work. And if you're not going to be the one that's going to put in the hard work, you're not going to eat much, you're not going to really work out in the gym half the time of your day, you're not going to put in the discipline required, the sleep required, the supplements provided, you're most likely not going to achieve that kind of results. And it's very hard to tell them this because when you tell them this, their motivation just drops and drops and drops.
0: And there's one more thing about this is that what they don't realise is that when the celebrity finishes the movie and they don't have another movie to continue, yes, exactly. the bounce back is yeah. always going to be big. And what they don't see is the celebrity bouncing back to the original or maybe slightly bigger. Yeah. And then when they're given a new movie, that's when they cut again. Yeah. Right? And when they go on a strict diet. So, when this hidden thing that you do not see happening in the at the back of like whatever you see in the front that looks so beautiful and hot never and whatever, never
2: believe hundred percent what is on screen. Yeah.
0: So stop believing everything you see that's in front of you that's nice, colorful, shiny, and glittery in front of your face because that's just your unicorn dream. Yeah. And the thing is, all unicorn dreams will eventually, you know, like get killed, right? Yep. So. You need to know like the hard true facts about BMI is that it's the way it is. And on top of that is that to you know to have a healthy and hel- a good life basically. Yeah, to have a good life <laughs> is like to have a to be healthy mentally, physically and of course psychologically. So having all those three different things come together will actually form that
1: human being, right? Actually On top of this um, healthy mentally and physically topic, right? many a times when we don't realize we are actually not really mentally healthy, especially for those people who are hitting the gym very, very often and really, really pushing themselves to go into that template that I mentioned earlier. Yes, determination is one thing. Discipline is one thing. But if you're reaching a point where it's starting to become an obsession, you're starting to only eat blend food and you're not saying competing for a bodybuilding competition i don't think it's that healthy um however if you're a bodybuilder and you're doing it in the proper cycles you're going off season off on season and stuff like that yes it is healthy um to a certain extent i mean mentally right physically yes you can argue that it's not very healthy as well but then for someone who does it full year round they, they, they eat less, they, they start to eat bland food, they start to cut out their social life. Everything about them goes around gymming, um, eating, gymming, eating, gymming, eating, to the point that even maybe when they go for school or they go for work, they bring in their own packaged food, right, that is completely void of any taste and any fat whatsoever. And they say, oh, I'm, I'm doing the clean eating and healthy eating 365 days a week. I don't think that is mentally healthy It takes a lot of, out of you mentally
2: Now now with social media on the rise It's actually very easy to like just scroll through Instagram or Facebook and get an idea Of what a perfect body is But the thing is, everybody is different There's no need for you to chase after like, The dream of looking like someone else You are yourself So just accept who you are And make sure that you are healthy mentally And healthy physically And that's enough
0: And always remain happy. So (laughs) be perfectly imperfect because everyone has their own imperfections and no matter how much you try to change it, we will always still have an imperfection. So stop trying to correct your imperfections all the time to please another person. You just need to look in front of the mirror, look at that person that's in that mirror and tell yourself that you're happy and that's all you need to really do. So until you can actually grasp that, no matter what else you try to do, is still gonna be same. It's just gonna constantly tell yourself I'm not good enough. Yeah. So BMI, you see how far we've talked about BMI and how far we've already moved to other topics. So what we want to basically, you know, take home for this is basically to really just love yourself. Love your body the way it is. Don't change so much about yourself. But of course live a healthier life mentally, physically, psychologically and everything else beyond that. You know, and enjoy the company that you have, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family. And just have fun. Yep. And with that, we've come to the end of episode 10. We
2: out.
0: Bye. Ciao.